Hey friends, I am so excited to be introducing my next guest to you, Brian Walrand. He is a college friend from way back at Christ for the Nations. He and his wife, Diana Lee, lead a ministry called RS1 Motivational Media. Their mission is to ignite passion, unlock potential, unleash creativity, and inspire purpose. They use their combined gifts to impact the world through the spoken word, motivational media, creative workshops, dynamic testimonies, and spirit-led ministry. They encourage people to step out of their comfort zones. I don't think Brian has the word retirement in his vocabulary at all. They want people to pursue the creator and to engage this world with the love and power of Jesus Christ. Newly based out of Abbotsford, British Columbia, Brian and Diana Lee, along with their two daughters, travel partnering with God to see the impossible become possible. I'm Julie Holmquist, and you're listening to Kairos Moments, episode number 17. Welcome to the show, Brian. Hey, Julie. It's so good to be here. It's, uh, it's been kind of watching what you're doing, and it's just great to be part of your show. You and Diana Lee, your wife, have been recording artists, pastors, ministry directors, and you minister through the spoken word, motivational media, and creative workshops. And then you also mentioned spirit-led ministry. Can you tell me a little bit about how that came about and what that looks like? I guess our ministry, RS1 Motivational Media, actually the, the roots of it kind of started after the economic downturn and uh, my business uh, kind of got tanked. Before that, so I was rapping since 1985. Yeah. And um and so about ni- 2002 I kind of just stopped and just went, uh, I'm done. You know, how old am I going to be doing this?" <laughs> yeah. But in 2010, uh God just started giving me lyrics and they just kept on coming and I was like, "What are these for?" and he just kept on giving it and the material and the lyrics were so powerful that I knew that it wasn't just I wasn't slick enough to put together stuff on my own like that than the way that it impacted people. So basically that's how, that's the roots of it started. And from the first one, which is called Time to Live Again, we started with uh, RS1 Motivational Media, mainly doing the music, the spoken word and the videos. And about 2012 is when um, I decided to um, do another album after 17 years, which was quite daunting. And so, but and with that, there was just a growth and a continued increase of material. And just, we just saw how from that time, that sovereign time that happened in 2010, there was a lot of things, a lot, uh, the rivers were flowing out of our lives and just beginning to reach people. And so we just knew that we were on a course that eventually we would be in full-time ministry doing what we do. And it's so different. It's so unique. It's hard to even put in a box, sometimes even hard to, to explain. But our mission statement is to ignite passion, unlock potential, unleash creativity, and to inspire purpose. Basically yeah. help people take practical steps in their life toward their goals so that they can fulfill their, their, their destiny. And so it's, and, it. we, and we know for a fact that it's not about man, it's not about a formula, it's about people engaging, God engaging people and people submitting on their hearts, their wills, unto the plan and the purposes that God's given them and being courageous to step forward. That's one of my passions is calling people higher, calling them up into the destinies that God has for them. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise we can be living status quo and going to church and coming home and 
and not seeing the power of God operate through our lives. You and I were talking um, a couple weeks ago, and you were telling a story about one of the times, the most recent, I think, about when you saw God's power moving. Well, it's interesting. Even before I say that, it's even even since then, we actually average between one and four divine appointments daily. It's crazy. For someone who doesn't understand what a divine appointment is, can you tell us a little bit about what a divine appointment is? What does that mean? A divine appointment, what I call it, is a it's a situation that comes about that we that wasn't planned, that wasn't uh, premeditated, that it may come from a uh, just an unction just to go somewhere, or just not. Sometimes it's, you don't even have the unction; you just you just decide to go somewhere, and you meet up with a situation, whether it was somebody you know or don't know. There's an, a divine exchange, whether it is for encouragement, whether to pray for, whether for someone gets saved, or just something that was not orchestrated and could not have been orchestrated by yourself. And both parties understand that this was more than a coincidence, but something that God put together. Which is probably considered a Kairos moment, right? You are, heaven is intersecting earth at a given moment in time because he's creating this moment for something significant to happen. Yes. 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 And so, so with this story, which is uh, is one, it, it's it blew my mind so much because it's um, because it just took it to another level yeah. of of this. I believe it was June twentieth, the Saturday before Father's Day. I was hiking to the top of the mountain, mm. and so uh, when I was coming down, I was passing by this pretty nice house. It had like five garages. I think it was worth almost, I think about 2.1, 2.2 mil. And in the times that I have uh, walked up this mountain, I've never seen the owners. And so, but this time as I was coming down, I see, I see uh, a, a couple working on their house outside and, and I felt the Lord say, Hey, you, you need to go pray for them. Um, and so I go over there and I just, just basically engage them by saying, Hey, you know what? I see that your house has been uh, for sale for a long time. And um, I would imagine that there's some uh, plans and purposes and hopes that's contingent on the sale of this home. So when you felt like God was telling you to pray for these people, yeah, you've known or you've walked with the Lord long enough that you know when it's his voice. Yes. You just, and do you ever, and after all these years, do you have any like hesitancy at all? It depends on the situation. Okay, but, but for the most part, it's it's so natural. Mm. Where it's like, because it's, it's not just about oh, the Lord's told me to go pray. It's like they're people, and out of right. that compassion to people, and just you have a sense that something's going on. Sometimes it's clear. Other times yeah. you just know that you need to engage, and not necessarily know what we don't necessarily don't have a script, but yeah. you just know that hmm, that person you need to engage. And sometimes I know that God has a word for a person, but I don't download it until I actually speak to them. Mm. So, so it's, um, so walking with the Lord, we've gone through a, a lot of different things that he has proven himself over and over again. And also the other thing that I don't, that I really don't like is the feeling of, of when he does tell me something that when I don't do it. Um, yeah, because it's, uh, cause then you know that there was something, you don't, something that he was, that he wanted to do, whether it's just love on that person or just, you know, do, do something significant that um, I chose because of fear, insecurity, whatever, not to engage that. And mm-hmm. so I've, I've, I've felt that feeling many times uh, in the years past, and I try to be critical. Yeah, I know that feeling very well. 
<laughs> okay, so you walked up to them. What did you say? I said, uh, well, you know, I, I said that there's some hopes and dreams that are maybe contingent on the sale of this home. Just felt that God wanted me to pray for you. And, uh, and I said, is that okay? And, he's, and the, the gentleman goes, yes, yeah, sure. So we prayed. And I, I just prayed a simple prayer f- for them and their, their home. And then also God gave me a few other words for, for, the, for the wife as well. But at the end, when I got done, he started choking up and just said, you have no idea how much this means to me. Mm. And then, um, then I told him, I just want you to know that your house is going to sell soon. Promise that every time I go up the hill over the next few days or whatever, I will pray for your home. I'll lay my hand on the on the realtor sign and um, pray for your home. So uh, that was on a Saturday. The next day's uh, Father's Day, and then so the day after that, I'm sitting at, in front of a uh, restaurant in the parking lot, talking to my a, a realtor friend of mine who has a part uh, property that's mm-hmm. right across from this 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 house that I, that I talked to the owners, and um, I told him the situation. And, uh, and how I prayed for him, he said, that is so funny. I just showed that house yesterday. And so it sat on the market for a year, for a year. Yes. Yeah. So I just sold that house yesterday and the buyer seemed to be a kind of interested. So for the next eight days, I went up to the top. And when I went up to the top of the mountain, I came down and I just pr- laid my hand on the sign and prayed for it. And it seemed like God would give me more insight into this family. Every time I put my hand on, on mm. there. And so this was now July 2nd, 12 days after we had first talked. Mm-hmm. I go up to the, I, in the morning, I go up to the mountain, it's about seven miles uh, to the top. And then, and so did that. And so in the afternoon, I was mentoring an individual and he's a young man who didn't think that, may have thought that my walk was hard for an old man and, and not for <laughs> a young man such as himself. So he, 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 just, he wanted to go for a, a walk with me. I went and um, we did it again, but not all the way up, but it was, it was pretty interesting, but I felt really, felt really good for some reason. And so after that, my wife was, had a uh, small group that she was leading with some women Mm -hmm. and then my kids were doing something else. And I just felt like I needed to go, go, go back up again. I'm just like, what the heck? It's already 12 miles. Do, why do I even need to do this? But at seven thirty, eight o'clock, I decided that, you know what? I need to. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I went up, it went to the top. It was now about 9.25 when I came down and laid my hands on the sign. Praying, felt the Lord say, it's done. It's done. I'm like, done? What do you mean? It's like, so I got that. And so as soon as I heard that, I went to the front door and rang the doorbell at 9.30 at night. In the <laughs> <laughs> In this in this pretty nice neighborhood, yeah. And uh, they weren't home, but they answered by their phone. And what was so cool, I said, "Hey, this is Brian. Um, I don't know if you remember." They said, "Oh yeah, um, we were wondering who was ringing our doorbell at nine thirty at night." Uh-huh. And I said, "Well, I was out uh, walking, and I was praying for your home again, and I felt God tell me that it's done." She said, "After you prayed for us, you couldn't believe this, but when you approached us." We were so discouraged. We we've had it for sale. We didn't know that if it would ever sell in this COVID, sell in this COVID time. And when you came up and encouraged us so much, and so shortly after you prayed for us, the realtor called us and asked for a showing. <laughs> and and so and from there it started going really really fast. And then they said they then it said so we've been looking for you, um, but we couldn't find you. But my but our daughter has seen you outside 
praying for a home a few times. And so, cause we wanted to give you an update and also we wanted to give to your ministry. Right. right? And that was pretty interesting. So then they just said a half an hour before you called, before you came by, we got an email that says, that said that, that they had a, an offer with no conditions. The deposit that usually goes into escrow mm-hmm. was going directly to them. My goodness. So that's, it, it's just crazy. So, uh, what, what was so interesting about it? So they, so uh, we actually set up a time. Total strangers, mm-hmm. we set up a time to actually meet for dinner uh, <laughs> about five days later. Yeah, and uh, I and haven't heard we, this part of the story. I'm okay. excited. So when we um, when we spoke, uh, they wanted to hear more about the ministry, and also we wanted just to talk, see how this um, has impacted them because it's like it's, our lives are totally in, di- in different. Um, trajectory. So I don't even know how we would have been connected. But uh, so we started talking and they began to say how this, how this has affected them and how they tell their friends about it. Some of them are believers and some of them aren't, or some of them are real skeptical. And they just said, oh, that's peculiar or weird. And they said, no, this isn't weird. This shows that God is working yes. today like he did in Bible times. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then right. they gave us, gave us an update. They said, you know what? After you, we hung out with you, my husband, Michelle said, my husband has told me to look at the time of the email. And so when they looked at the time of the email, it was 925 when I was actually had my hands my on gosh. the sign. Yeah. And five minutes after that, 930 is when I rang the doorbell. That's just incredible to me. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and the thing about it is, it's not like, oh, I pray, I feel like I feel led to go up and uh, have this big climax for this, this story. I, I had no clue. Right. And, but I do know that um, I did 19 miles that day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if I had not been uh, just hiking and doing and building my stamina over the last, uh, say, sixty days before that or whatever, yeah, um, I would have never been able to experience experience that. So that and tells it, me two things, Brian. Number one, we don't always know the reason behind why God asks us to do something or why we're even doing something like getting in shape. You would have never known the impact that it did. Number two, it was more. To me, it says it's more than them selling their house. It's God saying, I see you mm-hmm. and I love you and I care right. about you, right? So more than selling their house, it was like, wow, the God of the universe sees me and yeah. he, wants, he cares about the little details of my life. You know, and time and time again, this is what the favorite statement that I've said since, since 2017, when we had three atheists get saved in 45 minutes in a parking lot. I remember and, that story. Yeah. And uh, this, this individual said, you know what, I, I don't know what's happening, but it seems like all the things I have against God or belief in God is falling down. And I'm beginning to think that all the coincidences of my life led me to this moment. Mm. And I said this to him, and I say it so many times, that this wasn't going to happen yesterday and it's not going to happen tomorrow, but today is the day that God decided to move heaven and earth to let you know how much he loves you. Yes. You know, and I just, and that's even with this situation, he's heard their cries, their frustrations. They were in in the middle of building another property. (laughs) So they they had two mortgages mortgages that they were dealing with. What blows me away is that, that God saw fit to intervene. And they said this too. They said, it's interesting in this time that of racial unrest to have a black man mm-hmm. approach <laughs> us, you know, and just say, can I pray for you? 
Yeah. Um, mm. And the way that they felt, the way that it's, it's turned their hearts, uh, I guess not necessarily turned their hearts, it just, it just caused them to just know that God um, heard their prayer mm-hmm. and um, was, had his plan to take care of it. Stuff like this that happens, you know, just takes you out of the humdrum day-to-day life and see heaven intersect with, with earth. Yes. And, and for me personally, for me personally, I'm, uh, my wife and I were blown away because it's like to be able to uh, help initiate, be there to initiate, like God saying, it's going to sell soon, 12 days later to be there to catch the ball and say, hey, um, just so you know, it's done. Right. <laughs> it's just now, crazy to me. You probably don't always get to be privy to the end result of your obedience. Is that right? Absolutely. We never know. Um, yeah. Sometimes you can tell that it resonates. Other times you can't read it at, at all. More and more, I, I'm of the opinion that we are on a need to know basis. Just mm. be obedient. Just, you don't, it's not even, you don't need to, and God's not obligated to give you the whole story. Right. But when you have said, I submit to you, God, whatever you want to do, I'll do. It is in those times where you just do it. And sometimes, like what happened with the atheist afterward mm-hmm. was just amazing. And we saw the progression of different things. And we actually got to lead the one of the son's mom to the Lord a year later. But for the most part, it's that moment, it's that time. And we don't know the ramifications or repercussions of it. And I, you know what? I'm glad. I'm glad I don't. Because um, one... It's to his glory anyway, right? But when he gives us a glimpse, right. it like this, it's not. It wasn't even just a glimpse. It was like it's. It was like front row seat yeah. to him moving. Yeah, right. And then, like with the atheist you were mentioning, I think it's cool that you stay in contact with some of these people, and it's not you just go in there, do your thing, and then leave. You're building relationship with these people, and they. Oh man, yeah. And, it's actually, it's, it's a small percentage of that, but we have people that are on our board or are supporters of us now are, are some of our best friends that have happened in these divine connections because it breaks through all of the, all the fluff. Mm. And it's like, and it connects your hearts in a way where we around something where we have seen God do something or you, they use us or God use somebody in our life. It's amazing the community that we, we have because it's based on him doing something uh, significant. Tell me how COVID has affected your ministry. Has it changed any or <laughs> is God like, I don't care about COVID. You do what I tell you to do. I'll answer yes to all of that. We do two to three tours a year. Last year we did uh, one. And tell my listeners what a tour means for you. A tour to us means that um, basically the way it, it's it's uh, just another um, expression of God telling us what to do and doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when we did our first tour in 2017, we felt God tell us that we were supposed to do it. We had a motorhome, 1989 motorhome, and we felt that we were supposed to go on a tour. So we just sat in the kitchen table with our kids and say, "Where do you want to go?" And we had different things set up but then as we step forward then then we then it uh grew and we did i believe 8000 miles um in 55 days 21 states four provinces and it changed our life 
mm-hmm. just changed our life. But so that happened initially. So now basically the Lord kind of puts a location or a territory or a specific place on mind. And so when he says, when we know that's, that's where we need to go, we have a couple contacts to, to establish like a reason to go. Mm-hmm. And then, then we build around that. Or what happens is that after we've met people, we come back through another time. And sometimes we just come just for one or two people, just continue to do some discipleship and different things. Now, just before about to leave, we are going on, on our West Coast tour. Hesitated, procrastinated, uh, packing. Because mm-hmm. everything got kibosh with COVID, and right. um, and for and we bring both our family with us, so our family is used to that life. And there's something just so, you know, create like just exciting being on the road. <laughs> what a right? legacy that you're leaving your girls. Yeah, you know what? It's it's some places. It's it's something in them that you know they've experienced a lot, but not. To, I mean, the life is not an easy life, especially when you're going uh-huh. like. Especially when you're going through twelve, being twelve years old, and your dad is taking you on a on a tour in the summer when you would rather spend time with your friends. Right, right. So that was that was great, great uh, working through. Um, but they've experienced stuff that um, a lot of people don't get to. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, it's like in you know, there's this challenge in 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 everything, and there's pain and working through and just find trying to find out where what God wants you to do. But the what the deposits in in us and in the family, it's it's pretty amazing. Yeah. We did not travel like you're talking, but I've seen mm-hmm. my mom and dad be led by the spirit to do different things. Like there mm-hmm. is one time we took in a gentleman off the street and he lived with us for a little while and we ministered to him and his name was Harry. And he taught us so much by living with us just because he was who he was, but also to see my parents be sacrificial and caring. And I have a rich heritage. I was a party girl for a little while. I came back to the Lord and then I went to Christ for the Nations shortly after I rededicated my life. But I just appreciate you and Diana Lee investing in your girls in that way and teaching them how to be spirit-led. A lot of Christians don't know how to be spirit-led. How would you encourage someone who feels like a prompting to do something? How would you encourage them to step over their fear and do it regardless of what the outcome is? Well, (laughs) Because I operate the way that I do now, it seems so seamless and natural. But it wasn't always that yeah, way, probably. It, 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 no, it wasn't. And so, what? I, but what I realized is I, I had to get over myself mm. because it's the fear of what will happen. What? What? Uh, will I look stupid? Or you know, what if I don't know what to say? What if all these different things? Mm-hmm. And um, I encourage them to be obedient. And just step forward, and and if you're scared, do it scared, you know. Um, but I encourage people spend time with Jesus, because as you spend time with Jesus, then you also you begin to get a heart for people, and you begin to you pray, begin to pray, God send those divine appointments, God please, because when once you when you pray, you make a way for it, you look for it. If you're not praying for it. There's m- many things that will pass by. You don't even have the antenna to look. But when you begin right. to pray for those things, then your heart's prepared to, you know, you don't pray those things unless you mean it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, so when you feel that prompting, 
God has already made a way and um, he's a, he's already um, set up, set up the situation and all he needs is you, you just to show up. And right. there's, there's way more that's going on than just uh, you being there. Right. It's already been, it's like, even with, with those three atheists, what's interesting is I remember talking to them and it was because our, our brakes went on a, in our vehicle that we began speaking to them. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I just said, Hey, so uh, do you know anything about vehicles because it's broken? And they said, no, but what are you doing? I said, well, we're, we're going around the U S and Canada sharing the love of Christ with people. And they just go, I don't believe in that stuff. I'm an atheist. <laughs> That's how that started. And then, uh, and so then I'm like, really? And I'm, we start talking and I just said, is somebody praying for you? And he goes, Oh, and he just got so mad. My mom. Right. <laughs> And so what what we find out in the backstory was this two weeks before we met, her, his mom actually prayed for these boys saying, God, please send a man who they can trust to lead them to Jesus. Those mm-hmm. exact words. Mm-hmm. Their, their grand, grandmother who was in prison was praying and fasting with her cellmates, praying for the salvation of their grandkid. And then afterward, there's a whole bunch of people that knew him. And I guess he was like a ringleader that were praying for him. And when, when that they saw this happen, they said, we've been praying for the guy for years. It's not even about me being spirit led in that moment. This was right. something that God was setting up for a long time. And we got to be part of it. People said, people might think I'm weird or yeah, they might. Yeah, they might. And also you may feel weird because when I first started the tour, I was like, we prayed for divine appointments. And so we'd see people and I'm just like, Hey, hi. <laughs> how are you? I had no clue how to get to that another level. It's just like so. So things are kind of interesting in world in the world, huh? Do you you know? Just it was it was it right. was painful at point. Yeah, painful but is all, a good word. Yeah, yeah, and because it's like you're trying to like how do you engage these people, right? But then uh, then it gets to a point where you, you you quote try enough, but then also in trying you get over yourself. Yeah. And then you're able to just engage more naturally. And that's the whole thing. People are as comfortable with you as you are with yourself. Oh, that's good, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of times we can just say one word and God takes that one word and it's everything that person needed to hear. It blows me away. That's why even just living the life that we get to live yeah. is like, it's hard to get crusty. Because, what do you mean by crusty? But, what, but old and uh, just entrenched in your ways and just oh. the way you're doing things. Because if you've done stuff, something religiously for so long and that's the way that you do it, and it just has the same result of just, you know, of just being religious or just being in your comfort zone, then, yeah. then you kind of, li- that's the box that you're trapped in. Right. But, but then, when, you, then the, when the Lord uh, whispers something, that takes you out of that box. That's why that's the scary part. Oh my God. I don't know. I don't know what to do here. It's like, that's right. That means you need faith. <laughs> that's right. You, Oh, I'm not confident. That's right. That's exactly what God's after. Right. It's like you're that you're, you're not depending on your old, old wine skin or your old, the, the old ways. Yes. It's like God has a new way. And so God is always taking us from glory to glory, challenges mm-hmm. us to push up past our limits. That's how you keep from getting atrophy. In your spiritual crustiness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I thought we, we would be ministering um, mostly to young people with just the way that we, what we do and how we do it. Mm-hmm. But then God broke my heart for the, I call them, call us the frosted haired saints. <laughs> 
because you've been through church, you know the whole deal, but then you become religious and you become predictable. And it is about Mm -hmm. the Sunday. Then you get disillusioned because it's boring. And you're just like, it has to be more than this. Right. But instead of engaging with God and pressing through and we just pull back and we get more materialistic, get caught up in our kids, our grandkids and stuff like that. And we lose sight of the purpose that God has placed on our hearts. Mm. And so what happens, we, we allow idols such as materialism, such as family, such as security, such as all those things to determine our day-to-day lives when God is like, no, your, right. your trust is in me. It should be in me and not in those things. Right. And so whatever we put our trust in, whatever is the most important to us is what we will build our lives around. It's, it's an incredible life. Appreciate your your time. Even asked me to come on and and yeah. just even I just appreciate knowing that even you doing this is stepping out of your comfort zone yep. and just providing a platform the, for a place where you want you you are a certain place, but also you want more. I and, do. Um, yeah. And so you know, I feel like you're like a sister of mine. And I want to say to you that I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for stepping out and doing this because it it's and it it really is not about you. It's about what God wants to do and also being able to pull out from people what God's done in them or what they want to do. So keep going. Thank you. Keep going. I just loved this interview. I can't even tell you. This interview is my heart. I want to inspire people to live spirit-led lives and not just sit in that, that religious box and get stuck and become what Brian called the crusty Christian. I don't know who would want to become a crusty Christian, but I love that term. I just want to encourage you to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes to divine appointments. Those divine appointments where you couldn't have orchestrated them and there's a divine exchange with someone. You speak into their lives, you engage people, and you're making a difference. How awesome is that, that we get to be a part of other people's Kairos moments. Joel 2.28 says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. God doesn't need us to work for him. He's inviting us to partner with him to accomplish his plans and purposes in the world. I want to challenge you to get out of that religious box Brian was talking about and step into this adventure with him. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you his heart for people, and then don't be afraid to engage. The word says to open our mouths and he will fill them. And as Brian said, we have to get over ourselves. We have to be bold. We have to live fearlessly. And we only have one life. Let's make it count for eternity. See you next time.